0: Like I can normalize going and meeting up in bars, you know, I can normalize like whatever kind of behavior. So I'm not allowing myself to do that. If that
1: makes sense. So Um, kind of an all or nothing, like if you give a mouse a cookie type situation.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the One World Your Story podcast. Um, it's me, Jamie, your host. And um, this is the first episode of 2021, Curtis. I just realized. Um, so I'm joined by a person this evening that I'm realizing I don't even know your full name. Um, Perfect. We know each other through yoga. Um, we have been Taking virtual yoga classes live for almost a year together now. It's been like nine months and like three days a week, which is really weird to say out loud. Wow. (laughs) Right? Isn't that crazy?
0: That blows my mind. Um, But what is time
1: anyway? Right? Not if nothing but an illusion. So, okay. That being said, the only way I can introduce you, usually I do a little bit more of an intro. Um, this is Curtis. He practices yoga um, and is in Denver, Colorado, I believe. Although there are people all over the place in that class.
0: Yeah, I'm actually in Boulder at the moment.
1: Um, okay, you're in Boulder.
0: Yeah, I'm so Denver adjacent.
1: Okay, close to Denver for those not in Colorado. And you are an actor by profession but I have no idea what you do now and I don't really know anything else about you so um I would l- love tell me about you so you're in Boulder um but for the purpose of the Corona Diaries who do you live with how old are you and what do you do
0: Okay so um this kind of in I am I'm Curtis Johns um I am an actor who has been based in Denver for the past eight years, shit, again, time. Um, And um, right now I am currently in Boulder living at my mother's house, um, which is lovely and embarrassing all at once. Um, The virus hit at like the Perfect moment where I was in between either staying here or moving and I didn't really have anything lined up and so here I am which is fun i am thirty six um i'm thirty six still um i once you get past i think thirty five i i don't at least for me i was like i i couldn't i couldn't keep traffic anymore so um, yeah, so yeah, I've um, been a professional actor for, I've been acting for over 25 years, um, professionally and amateur. Um, I started when I was nine and, um, and been doing mostly theater and little film and TV and commercials here in Denver. Before that, I was in L.A.
1: Okay, cool. So thank you for sharing all of that and already getting a little vulnerable with us. Um, Okay, so you are currently in Boulder living at your mom's house. Is it just you and your mom there?
0: Yeah, um, she used to run an Airbnb um, out of part of the house. And when the virus, when the pandemic started in March, uh, like when the lockdown started, uh, she completely stopped that and so i took over the airbnb pro- portion of her residence
1: okay so does it almost feel like your own apartment within the house then
0: yes yeah yeah no there's it's two completely separate kitchens separate living environments completely separate but also it's still your mom's still there um, yeah, but sh- I love-
1: okay sure but like one might be embarrassed and one might think actually that's smart you're probably saving money like kind of nice to be with your mom during these times sometimes like what a blessing actually you would never have this time otherwise so there's some good things um absolutely absolutely so okay and you're 36 um and you have been an actor for 20-ish 25 years Mm -hmm. on and off various avenues mainly theater and now what what do you do these days well what I do these days um this is assuming you're not we're actually yeah forget that question let's back up
0: well yeah um I, these days like commercial work is still happening um film and tv are still happening uh but it's just it's way less it's it's way less and it's kind of the wild west out there a little bit um You don't quite know what precautions who's taking. Uh, They they tell you, but you don't really know until you get on set.
1: Okay, Um, okay. So, let's, I want to dig into this, but we have to back up a lot, first of all. Okay. So, today is... God, it was like, there's so much to talk about on just what's going on today. Yeah. And it's wild, Curtis, because I haven't done, uh, not only have I, this. are you the first one of this year? I just haven't done a specific Corona Diaries podcast or interview in a while. So there's just a lot to dig into. I can tell you're chomping at the bit to say something, but to direct this. Lead on. January 12th, 2021. When did you first hear about the coronavirus?
0: Oh, um, I heard about it. I feel like I heard about it in January-ish. Like whispers of something happening.
1: So exactly a year ago.
0: Yeah, exactly a year ago. Um, and, and then it it started to ramp up through February and March. And
1: do you remember um, the moment where you, for lack of a better phrase or words, started taking it seriously? Do you remember that moment?
0: I do. I do. Absolutely. Um, Um, my little brother texted me. And was like this is gonna be a big deal and i had just gotten back from los angeles um and and uh i i work just a little backstory i work also concert merch okay so i do me i work for a company which that does,
1: doesn't it, exist any well does right not now. exist
0: anymore but it's relevant later on um but so working in concert merch, I like we work like the Pepsi Center and Fiddlers and all of the big venues in town. Okay. Um, and and so my little brother, he texts me and he's like, this is gonna be a big deal. And I'm like, No, it's not. Like, it's not like like look at the data. It's not um my friends that are in the healthcare field are telling me that it's not gonna be a big deal. Like, it's not a thing. My brother who is one much smarter than me and also like keeps his eye on stock markets and things like that was like, it's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a pandemic and I need you to change your lifestyle right now. Um, okay. Wait, wait, but, wait,
1: When was the date of this?
0: This is probably in late February.
1: Okay. And by the right. way, late yeah. February, a lot of the world knew how serious this was. Your brother, yeah. Was it's not like he was on to sniffing something that the whole world wasn't looking at the US being like, uh, you're next, right? But here in the US, he was an outlier for sure.
0: This is after, of course, like the journalists were all um evacuated from Wuhan and all of that, like all of Of those. By the end of February,
1: Italy was blowing up already, I think, or just starting Uh to.
0: And I might be like a little I think it was probably mid-February then. It's it's right when Italy started okay. to get crazy. Like right when we were like, oh, this isn't and but still here.
1: it, we're, it was starting to be like 5050-ish, mm, I think, at that time. Yeah. Some people were like, oh, we're next. And ones like, no.
0: Yeah, no, no, it's good. And I was I was like in the no it's good because i was like i but then right after that conversation like i was like okay what what do i do so i bought some hand sanitizer <laughs> and uh, but there were we were still having like huge concerts here in denver and so
1: my okay, brother I was gonna was like, ask what did he mean when he said i need you to change your lifestyle immediately
0: right like you know, like stop going out. And he also wanted me to stop going to work. Um, That was his advice was like, you should probably stop going to work. And I was was like, okay, I will do half of what you say. Like, I will like, I'll limit my social circle. I will like, I'll take you at your word that like, this is going to be bigger than I think it is but I'm not going to stop going to work. I'm not going to like, you know, so I limited my social life and continued to serve tens of thousands of people with t-shirts. And I, so
1: Until when, I mean, you can sit there with that face. Yeah. You know, I think most people tuning into the podcast, I assume are listening Rather than looking at you, see you have this face on like, ooh, feel weird about that. But how could you have known at the time? I mean, it was open, right? People were showing up. Why would you think it was weird that you were working there necessarily?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Who knows? Like, I worked, like, I did that until, I worked the last concert that was in Denver period.
1: When was that? What was, that was the show?
0: That was post Malone at the Pepsi Center on March. Uh, it was like March twelfth.
1: Oh my God, the- that's so weird to think. How many people? W- what's a sold out concert at the Pepsi Center?
0: I think it's, I think it's fourteen thousand. But I no, that's that can't be right. Um, I. It's a lot of, it's a lot of folks. Um, I get the Pepsi center and I get like mile highs capacities confused. I can't ever remember which is which, but it's a, it's a lot of
1: thousands. It's thousands. Yeah.
0: But at that point, like before that we had worked um, Oprah, like Oprah came to town And then we were starting to hear about it, but nobody was really, and my brother had had this conversation with me. So I'm the one that's walking around with the hand sanitizer wipes through the Pepsi center, like wiping down our credit card machines and like eating raw garlic, like a couple of us, like, you know, who have our holistic attributes, but also like we we need the sanitizer with the most alcohol. Um, like I was doing that for Oprah and like and kind of like wondering if this very octu- octogenarian heavy crowd like what was going on like there was there was a question in my mind there, but nothing really seemed to happen like do you like do you remember there was that time period where people were like, "This is a big deal, and then nothing happened until it started to happen. Like it, there were, it, and it seemed like it was about three weeks, of like this is going to be a big deal, and nothing slowed down, nothing, and and you weren't hearing about like cases or anything like that. And does that resonate? Does that timeline resonate with you at all? It's mm-hmm. awesome.
1: All- Not really. I feel like there was never, I feel like it went from it not being a big deal to it being a big deal overnight. I don't remember there being this three week lag. But as you said in the beginning of this, time is weird. We don't need to rehash the details. I think that what's interesting is, you know, it's cool. i kind of that post Malone is your last concert. Right. At least you had, you like had the opportunity. March what twelfth? You said something like that. Yeah,
0: some somewhere in there.
1: Okay, so Denver, as we talked about earlier, shut down like March seventeenth, eighteenth. It was right after St. Patty's Day, so a week after that. Okay. When did? like your life get really impacted? And when were you like, I guess I'm assuming, did you ever start taking it seriously? What has your position been on the pandemic? And it's interesting because when I first started doing this, that was never the question. It was assumed this is the pandemic, but here we are. And as we know, there are plenty of Americans that wouldn't say that it's is serious even to this day so I I, I won't assume anything Curtis tell yeah. me how it how has it impacted you and what's your stance on this whole thing
0: well I think it like the day that I was forced to really take it seriously was post Malone because that day was so surreal there was a bunch of us knowing that this thing was coming knowing that it was here and and everyone that was on the tour side of that was fielding phone calls. All the rest of our dates are canceled. Like, and it was all happening that day. Um, the, so-and-so's other tour is canceled. And then we start getting information. The next show we have canceled, 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 canceled. And so when we got there in the morning, there was... X amount of shows in Denver lined up and everybody else's tours were still going on. By the end of that day, there was no shows left. Like there was a couple that thought that they were still going to go. They ended up getting canceled within like the next 48 hours. But, and everybody on most tours nationwide, jobs gone. And that happened within like, 11-hour uh, shift. So that was that was absolutely crazy. Just to be a fly on the wall for that, and also dealing with trying to keep our crews safe from what we knew at the time, which was very much a "wash your hands, don't touch your face" kind of uh, rhetoric, and and seeing the disparity between certain like age groups on how seriously, how seriously they were taking this made me start taking it a lot more seriously. Um, and then, so after that night, you know, you get off when you're working merch at like two in the morning, it's like, you know, it, or later. And so I get home and a buddy of mine was staying with me cause he's, he was doing a show. Um, he was doing a show for the Boulder theater company, local, local. um, And they were doing their new playwright series. So it's a bunch of playwrights from around the country that come in and are working on a new play. And so he was staying with me while they were doing that. And the next, like I went to bed the next morning, we sit down, um, my buddy, Brian, and we sit at our computers. And then that theater festival closed. Um, And we just sit at our computers and I was doing a a play at the time, canceled. Um, We sit at our computers for six hours, just sitting there, just, okay, that's canceled. That's canceled. So-and-so lost all of their jobs. So-and-so. And within that day, everyone I knew in the theater community had lost all of their work.
1: And Oh my God. I just got full body chills. Like talk about feeling gutted. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm assuming here, like, how else do you, what do you remember? Like if you could bring us to that feeling of that moment, not that you have to relive it, but like, what do you do in that moment? What do you think? What do you, what are the conversations?
0: It was, it was, it was just surreal um in the like I think after like after both of us got walking papers from two different shows within an hour of each other and we're sitting across the table from each other
1: I'm sorry a walking paper
0: oh yeah that's that's uh that's when when you're let go of something Okay, I figured. Theater. I'm like, oh, that's got to be like
1: theater yeah. industry talk. Yeah, the,
0: like we and we weren't fired fired or anything like that. Like the shows were canceled. There was nothing anyone could do. And um, and but we both had that experience within an within an hour to 45 minutes of each other. I we saw the rest of it coming because, like. Once, like the like, once the Denver Center closed, was like, we're done. We're like everybody's done. Okay. You know, and so it 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 was just it was like one of those moments where your jaw is just always kind of hanging open, <laughs> and you just like like what the fuck, what the what the fuck, and it just escalates in um, how. How you emphasize "fuck" and what?
1: <laughs> uh, totally. I mean, could you? You're an actor. Can you do a little? Give us, give us the thing. Come
0: on. Uh, no, I just did.
1: Okay, okay. What? I won't put you on the spot that hard. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: no, you did a little bit. But I think that I think the world felt that way, to mm-hmm. be honest. And I think as an outsider looking at these industries that you would think were uncrackable. I mean, the theater, Shakespeare, I mean, it's been around forever. That's just like what people do and did. It's a deeply ingrained in humanity. I feel like yep. going to the theater, performing, yep. uh, literally performing for people, the arts, um,
0: but it is also deeply ingrained in the theater tradition of closing during plagues um,
1: <laughs> okay wait whoa um, talk to me about that
0: well the shakespeare's globe um during the the Blubonic plague uh in england was shuttered and um and famously um like the legend has it that he wrote King Lear during during um, during the plague but um, yeah there's there's also a history of of theaters getting shuttered and also um, theaters trying to reopen during
1: plagues and moving well, and stuff I mean yeah it's funny because I mean that's not funny but when I think of people, Pulling themselves out of tough times, theater, performance, art is like how I think in historically, like people have done it because I think of the Holocaust and the camps, and you see all the drawings and you hear about the plays that were put on during those times and in the communities. And so that's where my mind goes. So that's why I was like, oh, whoa, like there's this whole history I hadn't thought of. And so thanks for pointing that out. I want to know. I'm like, okay, which direction do I go in first? The personal side of the industry. I want to go personal side. So, yeah. When you're sitting there in March and you realize, well, shit, there goes my passion, right? But my career. I mean, you were doing the merch for purely income, I imagine, and maybe a benefit of a free show or two. Or-
0: yeah, yeah. And I'll, like my buddy who I've known since I've I was nine runs the company, so.
1: Okay, it's Just so it worked out. You could probably pick the hours you wanted, all that kind of oh, no. stuff, but, but the the acting, like that's where you really wanted your career to thrive and it did and whatever. I mean, that's just wasn't all of a sudden March, whoa, this isn't happening. What did you decide to do? What, what was the plan? Is there, what are you doing now? I mean, do you do reinvent the wheel? within acting or within yourself or both? Talk to me about all of that.
0: Um, It was really interesting. Like one that happened and, and at the end of that day, most of us had lost any shows we had lined up or anything like that. And then my friend Brian went back home. Because he no longer had a job here in Boulder. And like we hugged it out. And one of the last, like I, I think I've had three hugs since then. Or that's one of three hugs since March. So I that sticks in my mind as like, oh, that's one of the last times I touched somebody. Um but so
1: oh my god i'm like i just want to go okay, yeah, yeah, okay. right into that but i am not
0: do you, you want to hold on to that okay um so w- we were kind of in limbo for a second and and luck as luck would have it my mom was trying to learn how my mom teaches art classes you know like she's like she's a fine artist and um, of
1: course she works in the arts too
0: yeah. Um,
1: okay. Beautiful. There's a painting behind Curtis. Yeah, there's a
0: painting behind. Me.
1: Um, and mother's painting.
0: Um, and so she was she was wanting to learn Zoom to transition her classes. So this is a, you know, this is probably a little bit after St. Patrick's Day, probably closer to April, um, where people are starting to realize this isn't going away. So she wanted to learn how to do this so she recruited myself and a couple of her friends just to get on Zoom so she could try to teach a class and we can troubleshoot how to exist in this format as we, that we're in right now. And as luck would have it like one of my mom's friends um Alice her son, who is one of my best friends from childhood was in like, who also like came on to help um, Brian and he was also an actor. We started acting when we were nine together and he's one of the only people that's continued doing it. Um, And he's, he's based in DC and I hadn't seen him since his, since his wedding like eight years ago. And so I was like, Oh, Brian, Brian, you're here. Let's, and so we spent most of the time trying to teach my mom Zoom just like private messaging. Uh, you know, and we we're just like, let's just get our own Zoom and like chat. And so we got on a Zoom and just started shooting the shit. And he was like, you know what I really want to do since we're like in the Zoom format? All the time and there's no theaters like I kind of think that I might want to produce a play festival like a new play festival that's like specific for this and I was like fuck yes I'm down fuck yes I am so down um and as luck would have it um my ex-girlfriend Elena she was um, doing a Zoom, like she got linked up with these people that were already starting to do Zoom, like they got on it so quick. They're called a theatrical response team. And they started doing Zoom plays out of the get. They're based in Denver, Dan and Bradley. And they started like, and so she got hooked up with them. And they were like, we want to do a Shakespeare next. And She was like, as my ex-boyfriend actually has this really abridged version of King Lear. It comes in a box. I'll put you in touch with him. So those guys had just gotten in touch with me. And then I'm reconnected with Brian. And and he was like, let's do a play festival. I was like, yeah. And also, like, these dudes that I have no idea who they are want to do King Lear on Zoom. Do you want to do that too? He's like, yeah. And um, that started our, um, that started like this little Zoom theater experience for us. Um, I don't know a better way to put it than so we ended up doing King Lear, um, but it was King Lear that came in like a box, like for a dinner. It's like almost like murder mystery Shakespeare. It comes in a box. It has props. It's very like abridged. It, it gives you cards of how to tell you how to play your part. It's like totally goofy. And I was planning on doing it as a fundraiser, like live before this all happened. I was like, this would be hilarious to do live. Um, and, and so we ended up doing that and we got i was just like i can ask my friends from anywhere from anywhere like brian's in maryland like i got my friend darby from la and then some local people and brian brought in some people from the east coast and we were like oh oh shit we can like we can do this like they're never going to be any good because theater on zoom is atrocious but But like, and it truly is, but it's so much fun. And so we took that, we did the King Lear. And then we decided to do this play festival and we got like 15 writers to write like original plays just for zoom. So we, and we had cast for all of those plays and, um, and that it was a shitload of work. None of us had ever really written that many like emails before. And, you know, like we got them cast, we got them directors for all of them. And, you know, we put them up and put them up live. And just did Okay.
1: It. This is so cool. I, feel
0: like I started by
1: saying, What do you do? Reinvent it. Da, 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 da. It's like, well, Yeah, but no, like same, same, but different. Yeah. God, humans are cool. And I, I'm so happy that, to have this conversation because all day today I'm like, God, humans just, why? Um, <laughs> well, but there is this this side. I mean, in in total darkness is when light shines the brightest, right? Like when we have a background so the walls when we get the most creative because we have to figure it out. It's like, why would not we, do? the technology existed? But people weren't doing this the same way. I think that is so freaking cool. So you have been playing around with this whole other avenue of acting with it. I think that's so cool. And you have this whole new like Zoom theater community of people all across the country. I mean, that's amazing. Have you made money from it? Are you charging? Like, how does this all work? And how are you able to sustain your life?
0: Um, thank goodness for unemployment. Um, yeah, no, we, we, we haven't been charging. Um, because, like, one, if we charged money, like, everybody does it, uh, donates their time that like when we were doing these projects everybody donates their time we all and we just we would decide on a a charity or a couple to just pitch at the beginning of the show and like so we weren't necessarily partnered with them but like a lot of times like we would pitch there's a there's a charitable organization here in denver called the denver actors fund which um, covers um, actors or theater professionals' um, uh, medical expenses if if they were to get injured or something like that. Um, just it, just in general, if you have medical expenses and you're in the theater community, you can just write them and they'll give you money to cover those expenses. They're wonderful. Um, so we would just like pitch them or if somebody on the East Coast had something, we'd be like, okay, we'll pitch both the things. And, but yeah, no, we never... Um, like I think monetizing that is—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's tricky. Like one, it's—it's it's hard in this format to get a product really worth monetizing.
1: I, uh, I want to say I asked the question not because I think that you could or should or needed to. I simply was curious because the how do you survive? If you're not working, if all those shows got canceled, if you're not making money. And and by the way, you said, thank God for unemployment. Yeah, but yeah. unemployment didn't really exist for freelancers before. Didn't really. It didn't period yeah. exist before the pandemic. So thank God for that. It's also done, although now they're something a little bit more or maybe it's not done. I don't know, but.
0: Yeah, for me, I, I was lucky that um the the concert merchandise was a job, you know, like I they took taxes and stuff like that.
1: Oh, right. I forgot you had that.
0: So like that like, yeah. what, that that's what parlayed mostly into unemployment. And like that was just like luck of the draw on my part. The friends <laughs> of mine that, you know, had have had a really tough time of it when they have like $600 from this theater company over here and a couple thousand dollars over, you know, like translating that into unemployment that actually keeps people afloat is, has proven to be a nightmare. I just lucked out that I had this other thing that I put enough hours into that it has been sustainable on the other end. But
1: it's... It's it's a really shitty side of this whole thing. It really is. Um, and it's like going back to the beginning, we're talking about living at your mom's. Like, thank God you have that opportunity. You have a roof over your head because it is not cheap to live in this country. Period. End of subject. Um, there's, you know, healthcare workers that have been a problem this year you know all of a sudden people find out that they have uh an only fan site for example because they need it to support themselves so that by the way they can even fund their own health insurance but that's a problem that they're on only fans no the problem is that they need to have two jobs to be able to live in this country yeah the in my is. opinion.
0: so the problem like, is and like and also we don't know if if that's a need or a want like, you know, there's no, there's no judgment on only like, you know, we're always like, prescribing. Oh, sure, but
1: when it's self-disclosed as to why, yeah. right. yeah
0: That's, that's atrocious.
1: But that's, that's a reality. So then it's like, okay, you add this other. So, okay. You have these people that, and, and maybe I, okay. So you're on unemployment. Are you still on unemployment by the way?
0: Yeah. I, I, I got an extension. Um, they, they, they they gave me I, some sort of extension, so like I'm on my second round.
1: Interesting. Um, so that's awesome. I didn't even know that was a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm. I I was confused about it, but they they emailed me and told me I was eligible, and I was like, okay, that that really helps. Thanks. Um,
1: this thing is so weird. Is so so weird. I would assume that that's on a state level. I imagine that's a Colorado yeah. thing.
0: Yeah, it's. Okay. Cool.
1: So, do you have any idea how long that's going to last for?
0: Uh, it's just like a lump sum, and like once it's gone, it's gone. And then, then you have to reapply and try, try again. Um, it's, it's like I think I'm in a like. like what's your
1: run? Do you, do, do you have do you have do you need to get a job? I guess is where I'm going with this. Do you have any um, inclination that maybe something I, or do you think that the theater's going to reopen with these vaccines i mean what's the what's the conversation
0: i i think i will probably have to get a job i've been avoiding it um like one because i have pre-existing conditions and like and so like that's does another this go to
1: the hug thing like, like does this go back to as maybe as to why your precautions maybe have been more mm strict than others i don't know
0: i think i think so i think also that like you know i i landed with my like with my mother who's over 60 okay and, I, and also i i think the main thing about that is that i'm a really a stubborn asshole is like i decided when my brother texted me and was like you have to take this more seriously i decided that i was going to take it more seriously and i hadn't i haven't really let up on that but um, like, that's one thing that definitely comes to mind is like, okay, so I have an auto, like I have autoimmune stuff. I don't know how COVID interfaces with it or not, but it's something to to keep in the back of my head. And also like, especially if I was going to go get a job at a supermarket or something like that. Um, and bless those people at the supermarket. They are like, they're true heroes that they, they do not get enough recognition at all. But
1: We're at the gas station or not, like any of these places where every going in every day and dealing with people.
0: D- yeah, dealing with people, dealing with the uncertainty of it all. Um, I just, I can't have enough respect or like, I think, I think that they should never buy a drink again in their lives.
1: <laughs>
0: in situation.
1: I should at least get free health care.
0: <laughs> at the very least. Oh, don't even get me started on that.
1: So, okay. You clearly have a lot to consider when thinking about the next step or move. You know, between your mom, pre-existing conditions, what would you even do? For a job. What is so, so yeah, let's fast forward. Actually, I don't want to fast forward yet. Yeah. So you've basically been in quarantine, then I would presume, since the middle of March when you decided taking it seriously, met my mom's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, So what did the rest of 2020 look like for you? Because I took it seriously too. And this summer, I, I, the weather was not, I was outside and I was like, okay, I'm outside. That feels good to me. I had like a very specific group of people. That was it. But I felt like I could breathe again. Sounds like, and now I'm back in. (laughs) Uh, It's basically been since October that I've been back in, but Mm -hmm. sounds like you've been in this whole time.
0: Yeah. Um, I like loosely, like, um, I've—I guess what I did like during the summer is like I would I would go to protests, and that's what I would like. I would I would go to the protests, and I would be in that. But I I like those were situations where I could be relatively distant from people, and 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 also I, I felt like that was like more important than myself at that moment in time, and still is actually like. But like that was more important than me, but. Besides that, like, I haven't seen anyone. Um, I've had a couple, like, outside chats. Um, like, I played bocce ball with some friends. But that that was, like, that was the extent of it. And, and the rest of that, like, community has been through here.
1: Okay. So you said some interesting things. Like, the protests, the Black Lives Matter movement this summer. Yeah. It's actually what brought me out of my house. Um, I think it brought a lot of people out, actually. Yeah. And I think that do going to the protests and then kind of, uh, not that everyone was okay, but didn't blow up in the way that people were saying that it was going to, numbers-wise, as far as the yeah. pandemic went after the protests. I think that's part of it. Like, why people kind of loosened up this summer. I don't know, I think it's part of why I did. But yeah, the protests. Interesting that you say you felt like you could be distant there. I certainly didn't. Um, But I did feel like the majority of people were wearing masks and being precautious. Yeah, I I guess it did. Like
0: when I I first went down, uh, I was still very much like in, in my six foot bubble. And, uh, and like, I felt like if I was on the fringes, I could just do my own thing and, and be there, as, be there as a Support body.
1: It. Sure. sure, sure. Like,
0: As a body. Um, and, uh, and as it, as it proceeded throughout the summer, like, uh, I started to, like, personally, I, I stopped giving as many shits about like that per like element and it's like, okay, what does this, like, what do you need me to do here in this, um, like like what is, and like, also I think like a lot of times, uh, like those times are good for like reflection on oneself is like, okay, what am I, like, what am I doing here? Like, what is my purpose at a Black Lives Matter protest? Like, as like, what do I need to look like what is oh my, God,
1: that could open.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like so many other can it.
1: of worms. My yeah. goodness. Um going back there. Okay. Right. Yeah. So there's a thousand reasons why people were there, why people were saying they were there. I certainly had my fair share of friends that were taking one too many Instagram pictures for my liking, but that's mm-hmm. besides the point. Let's not go down that road. Going back to the pandemic. I mean, I think that it is, there were a couple sides of history we could have been on, right? And I think it says something about who you are that, that, that you chose to go um, within all of that. So awesome. Now you said you played bocce ball recently with a group of friends and you've had about four hugs. You've had like bits and pieces of social interaction. This is really gonna be my last question. I like super personal to you. And then i um, gonna ask you a couple questions that I asked Everyone, Curtis. So, um, and I'm saying that because feel free to share as much as you want here. But I mean, I was saying in the beginning, you know, it takes 21 days to form a habit, 90 days to make it habitual. You know, yoga for me is like a daily thing. And that's because I've been doing it for so long, but it took a while to get there to make that lasting change. I mean, we're nine, 10 months into this, there are lasting changes at this point about us as people so I'm curious like what did it feel like to be in a social situation where you were playing bocce ball do you feel different as a person do you already feel or see long-term impacts how are you how are you doing and how has it been just being by yourself without that and just having your zoom communities if you could really share there
0: it's like one like the bocce the ball was nice. Um, I also was nervous, you know, like, because I think that there's, and I think that that nervousness is good. I think that, um, I think that at this stage, normalizing certain things, um, like, I don't believe that we're there yet, where it's like, okay, you can normalize continued social interaction just based off of the numbers. Like, it doesn't, like, it, like, I know that we all, everybody's doing the best. Not everybody's doing the best, but, like, most people are doing the best to keep everyone around them safe, but. um, We
1: at least want to tell ourselves that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but LA doesn't have hospital beds, and so, like, like, it felt nice, and, and I'm sure that it was fine, and, I'm like, we were all very, like, safe, but, like, there's something, like, about that to me where it's like if I like I know myself and if I normalize that then I'll, I'll normalize like I can normalize going to meeting up in bars you know I can normalize like whatever kind of behavior so I'm not allowing myself to do that if that makes sense
1: so um, kind of an all or nothing like if you give a mouse a cookie type situation
0: absolutely absolutely and um because something about that like you know I'm yeah, I'm lonely. Like, like I'm absolutely lonely, and uh, and I am. Like, I'm I'm sad and mad all the time. Like, I'm I'm mad all the time. I'm mad at people that are posting their Instagram selfies about like you know their maskless like like mojitos and shit. Like, you know, I get mad about that, and then I'm like, okay, I don't know the context. I don't know the context of that Instagram photo. I wish that people would stop posting Instagram photos of them having a good time, even if it's fake, because it promotes other people to want to mimic said experience. And we're not in a position just based off of math and science that we can like I don't like it's not a great it's not it personally it's not a great thing in my mind to do at the moment. But yeah, I'm like, but that being said, it's like, god damn, it's lonely out here, (laughs) you know? And I think, but I think that we're all feeling it in certain degrees. And um, I was one time, like years ago I was really sick and um, I, was, I was in and out of the hospital and I would get like, I was like getting like a blood transfusion every other week or something like that. It was like, it was, it was gnarly. And people would always roll up to me and like start to talk to me about their day. And they would be like, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, man, like this and this. But, oh, it's nothing like what you're going through. They would preface it with, it's nothing like what you're going through. Because they, like, knew. And I was like, how do you know? Like, Like, I think suffering is relative. It's relative to the human. And some person may get a parking ticket and that could crush them because it's talking about their belief in like themselves and their expectations about who they are as a human being. And then the other person could be like, in my case, like getting blood transfusions and, and like, neither one of those sufferings is um, like, should be like thrown out the window should be like, like you shouldn't like compare the two. It's like, Oh, that is worse than that because of like X, Y, and Z qualifiers. It's like suffering is relative and like pain, the pain that an individual is feeling is relative. So like, we're all in this together, but some people this is like is really, really hard for, and some people it's just hard in a different way. And and I think, I think that that is really complicated to keep in mind, like, because we so want to relate our experiences to other people. But um, I think that it's something I'm trying to do.
1: Or, or we wanna make it belittle our, not belittle, but like downplay our own experience, I think. Like-
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I, I shouldn't be feeling this bad. We make ourselves feel bad for feeling bad or, or, or whatever, say, or make ourselves feel better actually, I'm okay. They have it worse, you know, like whatever it is, there's this comparison. Somebody said this, some, some Ted talk so beautifully, like there's no harder. There's just hard, hard, full stop. Um, and I think it's true. And my life experience means that different things are going to be hard for me than they would for you. And by the way, like, yeah, that's an intense thing that you went through, no matter which way I think you shake a stick at it here you are to tell your tale, maybe it made you be the person that you are today and you're grateful for. I don't know, who am I to say that to you? I, and I think that, uh, yeah, it's a really beautiful, beautiful reminder of removing yourself from assuming how somebody might be doing or feeling throughout this pandemic in any of the scenarios.
0: Yeah it just is yeah it's it's a it's a situation that like none of us have ever been in before and and we had no preparing except like two shitty movies <laughs> you know like we had outbreak and we had contagion and like they didn't really they didn't really capture it
1: Oh yeah they don't count i don't think i don't know yeah. hey, some people say like the simpsons should have warned us
0: oh yeah they warned us about a lot but It's just like we're going through an experience that is you like that that we have no frame of reference for at all, and and we're all going through it, and we're all, but we all have different advantages and disadvantages, like that are uniquely ours, and since it's the same experience, we're like, oh shit, we're all in this together, but like also you're dealing with this completely differently than I am but it is similar and there is
1: same same but wildly different
0: like same same, but different like no way around it proverb (laughs)
1: Um, okay so i have to ask you a question i'm like i wasn't gonna ask you any more questions specific to you but god there's like a thousand more i could ask um and i i would be remiss if i didn't ask this one don't be sorry it's good um I mean, what do you think is going to happen to, no, that's a silly question because of course it's going to come back. No, 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 I was going to say, what's going to happen to the future of the theater? Of course, theater is going to come back. Oh yeah. That being said to the capacity in which it was like, when are you going to feel safe performing in front of thousands of people again? So the real question is like, if you could predict the future, when does theater come back? When are you acting again? Really- I think
0: that I think that um, that's one of those things that is really hard to, to say because I think it just depends on vaccine rollout and and like if you can get it to the point where you have X amount of your subscriber base as a theater company vaccinated, you know like like i think ticketmaster is talking about like you know ha- showing proof of vaccination like for concerts and stuff like that into 2022 and stuff like that but like that was just rumor hearsay but i could see something like that happening where um where like it might be one of those like you got to you got to prove you've had your shot to come in the doors kind of deal and just like having kind of two different worlds in that world and it's like
1: but <laughs> so weird
0: it is so weird it is so weird but people have been trying to do live theater um like they've been doing it I think it's just dumb to do like they've been trying to do it and some theater companies are doing it and um that's stupid but um,
1: <laughs> so, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, to keep my own opinions out of it.
0: Um, yeah, but I, I will gladly say that that's stupid. Um, and you know, listen, you,
1: I'm not going. So
0: yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> but like I, I like
0: it, I think I think what like we're looking at is fall of this year or spring of next
1: fall or spring so we're skipping winter.
0: yeah like i like like people might do christmas carol but like cracker yeah like maybe um those are very expensive shows to do and you know so if if you're going to be operating a theater at like you know 25 percent capacity if like if it follows the restaurant model like it might not I'm not sure if that's financially viable for a theater company to do
1: Um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna cross these bridges when we get there it's just so wild to think about but okay maybe at the earliest fall kind of normalcy yeah okay my and my hunch is that like if that applies to theater that means that fall is probably when at earliest things will be feeling you can go out of your house and get a hug maybe from some people
0: yeah but like fall. possibly like like I, they're saying that like you know that like they might have like a, a
1: full vaccine rollout by late summer so fall is we'll see they also said 20 million people by january and that didn't happen so we'll see what happens it didn't happen
0: you know i think I, it's a, i think this is the whole thing is like we should we have to continue to roll with the punches even though like we're getting closer it does like it's still like there's still punches to come
1: oh yeah we're we're we are deep in it we're deep in it so on that note god i feel like i can't even ask this question with a straight face anymore because it's like fucking duh the answer okay cool but it was you know and I would, I've asked this to people all over the world, when yeah. we look back on this in the fall, because we will be looking back on all of this one day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who are we all gonna look at as the country that handled this the best? Who is the golden child? That's not the duh question. So there you go. Who handled the best? And then who's the golden fuck up?
0: Oh, who's the golden who fuck failed. up? well failed?
1: Um, and okay. I'm talking about the pandemic
0: yeah no i think that like you know like as far as news goes and like you know who looks the best is new zealand right like um like and i think that they've done they've done they've done a a really wonderful job australia's done like a pretty good job as well and but like also like there's been a lot of countries that i don't like you know i'm hearing stories like you know thailand's been doing a great job um and there's a there's a lot of stories that aren't like getting like a lot of countries that aren't getting as much press about how well they're doing it um and I'm just hearing from people like that are there but it seems like it seems like a lot a a lot of countries are doing a a pretty good job and I think a lot of that is because they have to, um, like like New Zealand's an island, you, like you know it's a it's a it's a big you know like Australia. They
1: also have leadership and direction. That's yeah, true. <laughs> it's true. They also have That's leadership true. and direction. I mean, I think that we could like agree. I think New Zealand at one point they literally had zero cases and for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which still might be the case, but you're right. Yeah, like they had a little
0: thing. Um, they had a, they had a little tip, but like you know, they 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 um they react to 11 cases the way that we react to 100,000. You know, like they they're just like no, shut it down and stuff like that.
1: And, yeah, and they can live
0: normally. Yeah, yeah, they, and they do. I like, which is bizarre to see pictures from there.
1: Oh, it's like- so weird. It feels like. <laughs> alternate reality It is alternate realities um well i
0: see the same thing on instagram from orange county so you know like the same which is
1: mind-boggling considering the situation there i mean they're literally uh what did they call it like not crisis care but i mean they're having to decide who lives and who dies literally that's what's happening so it's okay
0: absolutely Um, okay um All right. right. So
1: last question, and I'm sorry, but we got to wrap it up here. Absolutely. Um, You know, we've talked about some good things, but this really is my favorite question um, because, you know, that it's just intense. There's no way to talk about all this stuff without it being kind of heavy and intense. So I always love to end on this and I did mention it before, but you know, there is good that has come out of this. Um, Creativity, like I said, the light comes out of the dark. So I would love to hear from you. What good have you already seen that's come out of this from maybe your family, your friends, um, local here in Colorado, in the US, in the world, the planet? Um, What good have you seen and what good do you think is gonna come from this?
0: Whoa there's 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 a lot you know because like like you said like it everything has that duality of purpose like um and somebody once told me that you people grow from either joy or suffering but they grow more from suffering and I, I'm not sure if I like. I tend to agree with it on some days, and I don't necessarily agree with that on others. But um,
1: on the days when you're growing and reflecting, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. On the days when you're suffering, fuck that. Yeah, and I do think uh, it's true though.
0: Yeah, no, I, th- I I do too. And um, I like. I think that I uh, like. I think that people. I think like I hear um from my, my friends who have kids. That this is like a um, this is a moment where they they they've gotten this quality time that they would have never had otherwise, and so that's kind of beautiful. I think that um, I think that w- that we had a, a deeper conversation about civil rights and racism in this country than we would have met, normally had otherwise. Like I think that if I think that like the combination of Trump's America and um, and the pandemic, like if we weren't able to sweep it under the rug as easily as we normally do,
1: still aren't able to.
0: Still aren't able to as well Uh, we're trying
1: it's still it's unbelievable yeah anyway we're sticking to the good stuff yeah but
0: like also like i know more people that have gotten involved have educated themselves have have shown up to protests who had never and i think that and who, who who gives so many shits about it. But I think that they might not have, like some of these people might not have necessarily shown up, might, might not be taking those extra steps if it weren't for the circumstances in the world right now. Um, and unfortunately that, like it might be true, it might not be true, but I,
1: I I hear you. I hear you. I mean, hey, even if it took something like you said, you're angry all the time, right? So maybe people got more angry than -hmm. they would have otherwise. So which I think is totally true. More impassioned, Mm -hmm. more whatever, had more time. Yeah, I think you're right. So we have this biggest, largest civil rights movement in history, which is still going on right now, Mm -hmm. which is sad and also really beautiful at the same time.
0: Yeah, I think also like the, the fact that people were sitting at their in their homes and like weren't going out and were actually seeing with their own eyeballs, the atrocities that, you know, like when you're on the go and you're like, oh, that happened, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, and like, kind of driving and texting and doing the thing you know and like you're skimming through the thing and when you're stuck sitting there and it's just like there and it's like you have
1: to think about it you just
0: have to deal with this and then i'm also seeing in real time the response totally totally and so like that um that might be like i think that that is possibly like if if, if that's true um, benefit um, I besides that like like I think Trump would have had a better chance of winning without the pandemic um, which is disgusting but like and uh, hey, who
1: knows but I certainly don't think it helped his scenario. Thank no. God. Um no, no. And I do, end, Yeah, sorry. Oh, go uh, ahead, go ahead.
0: No at the, at the at the end of the day, like, you know, like there are like there are these beautiful moments at, and um and like there is this beautiful like there are communities that would have never been communities except like for people like having to zoom and Getting into this, like like people, I have um. I have this lovely sticker on my water bottle from a gentleman by the name of Bill Dennison. I've never met him in real life, like you know, I met him like through theater on the Zoom, and um, our yoga community, hello. Oh yeah, and like I, and which has been amazing, and um, like I I see like. Sam taking teaching, like his teaching to a new level, like through this, um, which is really interesting. I'm in an acting class as well, um, back in LA, and I would never have been able to do that. Like, yeah. you know, I'm Time back in the studio. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like that's amazing. Um, and we've still, and I think that it's great to hold on to that, and also hold on simultaneously to the utter horror that is that there's a lot of other people that um, that are dying daily that um, we that it's 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 become a number too big to comprehend, and so I don't think we hold these people. Like it, now it's just a group, like it's like a masked grave in our mind of all of- all It's
1: incomprehensible. Groups. I can't yeah. really, the number is too big at this point. Um,
0: and I think that we have to try though, to like I, one, look at the beautiful things and also try to hold that candle.
1: It's then- really like, it became- I, I, we are going through collective trauma and it's continuous like it's yeah. so intense so that's what's happening and it's like whew, yes all of that's there but <laughs> positive i'm just trying to sprinkle it in but right. it there and you know what like there this woman this news report i mean she was you just saw like the gravity of it she couldn't hold herself together in the news report crying and she shouldn't have had to I mean I get it and it's like you can't watch that without feeling a pit in your stomach and like it's it is just it's yeah it's horrible there's no other there are no words and so I cannot believe I didn't ask you this question and I'm upset that we have to end this way so maybe I'll ask you something else but I cannot believe I didn't ask you this I have to As of today, January 21st, January 12th, 2021. Not to the 21st yet. God, it's... Um, As of January 12th, 2021, do you know anyone that's been diagnosed positive with COVID-19? Oh, yeah. Yeah, You say it like that now. Back in April, March, May, when I was doing this? No, it was not an oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I... You know, okay. I, now I, went, I should.
1: Now I feel like, unfortunately, the question should be: Do you know anyone that's died?
0: Not personally, like, I, like it's like one person removed. Uh, like a friend, my friends of mine's, like relatives have passed, yeah. but, um, and, but nobody that I've met personally, yeah, uh, that I've, at least that not that I know of.
1: Yeah, I hope um, it stays that way.
0: I do too, I do too. Um, how about you?
1: Um, I'm in the same boat, actually. Yeah. I'm in the same boat and I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna end on a different question. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanna share as it relates to your experience living through this pandemic, being Curtis?
0: oh shoot that's that's a heavy one because now i have to like
1: it doesn't have to be anything just build your own adventure um anything you want to share anything you think it's important for people to know from your own experience well like i know like I, i want to thank you for this
0: like this is this has been really fun and um and i'm i think it's less about like my own experience but like all of the like check out all of the cool things that um like people are putting really interesting and really unique things into the world right now and I think that that's like like this this podcast you know from what I've listened so far is is great and and people are doing that like from like doing an entire podcast which is like an undertaking to like you know, and I don't want to diminish needlepoint, but like, you know, people are also like doing some really cool needlepoint shit. And like, and like who in your circle is like
1: teaching I I did a puzzle for the first time.
0: Damn, damn right you did. I mean, it's not
1: actually, it's only like 90% complete, but people are doing really cool stuff. The Zoom theater, the like, Zoom, um, oh my God. why? Where's my brain? The festival.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Zoom theater. Yeah,
1: but the whole festival you were talking—I mean, that's cool stuff. My friends did like this, uh, kind of like Burning Man inspired, like multi-room theme dress up. I mean, people are doing some cool shit. You're not.
0: People are losing their goddamn minds, and that's when creativity (laughs) is just on fire. And you know, like no, but people are really and and also people are are learning how to put themselves out out into the world in a different way than they're normally comfortable with. Um, sometimes because they're forced to do it. And sometimes it's like, well, I'm sitting here with myself and like, let me try out something new. And I think I think that that's awesome. And the more time, and I, I think that more people have started that I know personally have started like interesting creative endeavors that they might not have started beforehand. And You know, who in your circle has done that? And like, check out their stuff, you know? Check out, like, check out your neighbors. You know, is your neighbor like organizing rocks in a weird way? Just (laughs) like, you know, check it out, you know?
1: I love to end. I love this because I think it's so true. There's not one person I think in my life that I know that hasn't done at least one either small or big, cool, weird, interesting project. So- Ask, find out what people are doing and who knows what you might find too. I think that's fantastic. Um, it has really been a pleasure having you on the show. Um, thank you for giving a shit and being responsible for yourself and all the other people out there. Um, here's to us being back at the theater and hugging each other in the fall. Yeah, and the mega studio at the yoga studio and thank you so much, Curtis.
0: Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the One World Your Story podcast. If you enjoyed hearing this story and you wish to hear more, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and YouTube. And of course, follow us on Instagram at One World Your Story. From all of us here at the One World Your Story podcast, we are sending you so much joy and love.